Hi, Katie. Hello, Eric. How you doing? I'm thirsty. I gave all my water to the plants. Oh, there's a there's a red Powerade that's been sitting there for a couple weeks. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> hey, the Perks of Clutter. Shout out to Tuesday's episode, right? super good. Oh. Yeah, if you are just joining us here on Infinite Quest, this is the... I mean, I don't want to say it's like part two, but this is ties into the episode that we did on Tuesday. But let's be honest, if you're here, you probably listened to Tuesday's episode. <laughs> and if you're not... Send us an email at askatinfinitequestpodcast.com and tell us what you're doing here. Yeah, that also... How'd you find us? Where, and, where are you from? What, what's going on? How was your day? What'd you have for breakfast? And use the subject line. Um, in the subject line, tell us your least favorite color. A lot of people ask about favorite colors. Not a lot yeah. of people ask about least favorite colors. My least favorite color is olive green. I think that's, that's what I was picturing in my it head, is, yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like olive green. I mean, aside from like... Color combinations like a really vibrant green with like really vibrant red text on it. Oh, like Christmas. Yeah. Like, you uh, hate, why do you hate Christmas? Eric Good hates Christmas. Oh, shit. Canceled. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> balls. Now the Fox News is going to come for oh, me. Oh, boy. Tucker Carlson's going to call it. you I'll up. I'll fight Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Grab him right by the bow tie. <laughs> Challenge Tucker Carlson to a fight in a no, Denny's parking lot. Yeah, no, he didn't. He doesn't wear bow ties anymore. John Stewart roasted the bow ties right off of him. Really? Yeah. Do you ever see that? Oh man, no. Tucker Carlson. Sorry to talk about Tucker Carlson on the podcast. Um, Tucker Carlson used to have a show called Crossfire, um, Cross in the mid two thousands, and the premise is, I mean, it was a Fox News bullshit whatever right. show, and they had John Stewart on as a guest because he would talk shit about their show so much. So he had John Stewart on as a guest. And uh, yeah. bad call. I was going to say, I was like, I bet that went very badly for <laughs> and them. he shredded them so hard to oh. their face, like them and their show to their face. And not in, not even in like a mean way. He wasn't like yelling or even yeah. like, like... John Stewart is fucking he goals, just, man. The I way know, he right? like keeps his cool. He just said the case. He's like, no, your show is not a debate show. Your show is a political theater show where you like... And he just laid out this whole thing. And at one point, he makes a joke about his bow ties and Tucker Carlson's. One, the show got canceled. And two, Tucker Carlson stopped wearing bow ties. So John Stewart roasted Tucker Carlson so hard, he lost his show and his bow ties. Uh, but I think it's beautiful. I also would like to thank you for getting the Crossfire song stuck in my head. I don't know what that song is. The classic game from the 90s is, is called Crossfire. And the song went like this. Crossfire, you'll get caught up in the crossfire. Okay, caught up in the crossfire. Crossfire is a super and then it was it was a it was a commercial for a toy and it was called Crossfire. Oh, it was a toy. Yeah, it was like a it was like a like a game and you would like shoot little discs or something. It was like a it was like a it was oh. like hungry hungry hippos, but different. I was that just made me think of the um this might have been just after your time. This might be like our age gap showing, but there was a a, a toy that was um, it was a little ski ball kind of thing with uh -huh. like the circles and the yeah. holes in it. But in front of it was a tiny little trampoline and you got these like ball bearings, these metal ball bearings and you would bounce it on the trampoline and try to get it into one of the holes. It was a very small thing. It was like, yeah. you know, um, but I wanted that fucking toy and I, <laughs> I, I, I can hear in my head right now. And I imagine some of you dear listeners can as well. There's a timbre with which the person narrating the, uh, the, the commercial says trampoline it was trampoline. Mini trampoline. And it's like a whole thing. And That's... it's now in my head. Anyways, I wanted that toy just for those little steel balls. <laughs> I still, I love little steel balls. If somebody wants to. I'm getting you for Christmas. Are you really? A bag of ball bearings. Oh, dude. A bag of like marble sized ball bearings. Holy shit. Oh. Uh, Chris has crossfire. Oh, I want them. 
Does he really? Yeah, it's like he has it as his, his parents' house, and I like dug it out of the closet one day, and I was like, "You a fucking crossfire, oh, bro. fucking bro!" And then we like played crossfire for like a day, and it was really fun. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Infinite Quest. Hi, everybody. Well, I forgot. I forget. I honestly Quest. forget if we did the intro or not. So just in case we didn't, hello, Whoa. welcome to Infinite Quest. Thanks for being here. It's usually like this. Well, you got it. You got to know that you got to do the second intro. You go, "Hi, it's me, Kadiosaurus. Oh. That's your." Hi, everybody. It's me, Katie Asaurus. Yes, hi, hello. It's me, Hey, Good. And welcome back to Infinite Quest. Infinite Quest. Transition. And we have to fuck up that part. Every, that's we that's do. the tradition. That's is the joke. I say hi, Katie, to let you know that I've got enough room sound to, to cut out yeah. the room sound. But so I always very start it. On and Tuesday's then you episode, actual... you said, hi, everybody. I'm Hey, Good first. Well, well, and you, you just completely ruined it. Well, because you didn't say the thing. And I was like... No. Trying to get us, it's Monday. Uh, I was trying to get us momentum for it's the cool. week. You know? I really enjoy that this is a top 50 mental health podcast and, and this is how we behave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Oh, it is. we're successful podcasters. That's weird. <laughs> hey, Bubs, yeah. do you know what else also? Oh, no, I guess I can't. No, it's a secret. Never mind. Oh. I was going to say, I you know, know, the thing that we're doing on Wednesday. We, oh, but yeah. I don't think we can. Talk we can't talk about, about that yet. No, I, don't I feel think like so. we can talk about. We're it, writing no? a book. We're writing a book. Yes, we Surprise. are. It's been a long time. It's been a long, slow process. But yeah, we're writing we're a book. Doing it. We're writing. We're a book signing a the thing. The process is starting. We're having meetings. Yeah, very fancy. Money thing. is starting to move around in yeah. various places. Money is moved. Money is moved. It's yeah. It's yeah. really it's happening. I don't know. So, I just said that like twice. Cool. Really, we don't know, like even what it's going to be called or anything yet. So we can't like yes, we, it's, promo I, it yet. Eric but. won't let me name it. Handbook for the recently diagnosed, and I think that's bullshit. It's gotta be. It's a Beetlejuice reference. I know. We can make the cover look like the Beetlejuice. It's funny, book. but it's not for the recently diagnosed. It's for anybody who has ADHD or anybody who knows well, anybody. We'll put with a little ADHD. asterisk on it. Be like handbook for the recently diagnosed asterisk or anybody who has ADHD or like somebody who has ADHD. Or doesn't like anybody who has ADHD, but still wants to learn about ADHD. Yeah, that could be funny. If it, like the title would be whatever the title is, and then the colon, like the a, handbook for it, the recently diagnosed, but then it asterisk, and then it just a just bunch a of text that just like <laughs> sort of fades out like the Star Wars intro. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Number and, one, New York Times bestseller. And that would get me to stop in a bookstore and look at it because I'd be like, what does the text say? I, yeah. want, I would be curious. I would yeah, want to read as much of it as I could. would be like, what if we wrote the entire book like the Star Wars scroll? Okay. <laughs> That's a really good idea. You have to operate. What are those machines? They're they're like an old timey machine. A Giorama? Is that the one where you spin <gasps> the thing and it yeah. moves the background? Do, you, do I get to talk about a Giorama? Yeah. I'm, oh my I, God, I'm surprised you a... haven't challenged me to make one yet. Okay. But... So John Banvard was a guy. Now I want to do the whole thing. But uh, Gioramas are really interesting if you ever have Who's like... John Vanguard? John Banvard was the guy Banvard. who invented the Giorama. And he was be the also around. one of the Banvard. first artists in the country to be a millionaire because of his art. And then he lost all of his money and he it was sad. The ending is sad, but it's a very interesting story. And his Giorama was like, a, I think it was like a mile. It was like, re- Holy shit. yeah, it was super long. Is that Did he make the full size ones that they used behind like actors or did he use like the small ones? No, that he, were made he, for he like, like, it was like shows? a full size one. It was like a journey down the Mississippi. And so he would, oh. yeah. So anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're supposed to be talking about finishing projects, but I guess we'll talk about georamas first. So georamas are picture what is essentially like a paper towel roll, but the paper towel is rolled at both ends, and so the it's like pa- a tape, like a yeah, VHS tape. So, oh yeah, so. that's a much better example. So it's like a VHS tape but sideways. And so then basically what they would do is they would paint a scene along the canvas, and then they would roll it up, and then you would turn a crank. 
and the guy like would stand in front of the thing and be like, do, 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 here I am on the Mississippi. And then somebody would turn the crank and then like the painting would would roll up. And so it would look like, you know, the scenery was changing. It was called Giorama. That's really cool. There's a musical about it. Didn't Don't they make, they might be called the same one, but they make smaller ones that are more sort of like novelties for like, for like telling stories to children or like yeah. puppet shows. There's, bring yeah, around. like puppet shows. There's yeah. like, I think they're called hand cranks uh, or crankies or something. They have like a, a cute name. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they have a cuter like name. Like, cranky or something. Yeah, because like I stumbled on, on a TikTok and I was like, oh my God. And then of course, because it's TikTok, I don't remember the name of the, the people that did it. Also, I literally, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just remembered the thing that I kept forgetting to do all day. What is it? I need to print the the uh, turkey paper so I can make the YouTube video. Oh, the because, Christmas carols. Yeah, oh. I'm just teaser trailer, y'all. the season. I'm going to, I'm, I'm this year, my goal for November slash December is I'm going to fully produce a video essay about the turkey so it'll be immortalized in film. I mean, no, dude, that's fucking amazing. You're already immortalized. I, I feel like we talk about this podcast all the time, but you can go ahead and if you if you have a Google phone, say, okay, Google, and then ask is, how still, big is the turkey in a Christmas carol? Does it still do it? I don't know. I know it did for a while, but... Oh, you don't have a... On TikTok. Because it was specifically like if you used the... Because it was, hey, Google, how big is the turkey in a Christmas carol? Oh, I messed up. Oh... Uh, Leaving hey, it in. Google, how big is the turkey in a Christmas carol? Oh. We got this. Hey, Google, how big is the turkey in a Christmas carol? There it is. Cool. So it used to say according to Katie Osborne, but then I moved it to the Infinite Quest podcast well, website, thanks. and I now did. we get it instead. I, I, I got. I, I give you half credit I for the that. group project. I was the kid in the group project. <laughs> really, the kid in the group anything. project. Which, speaking of finishing projects, I colored everything in. Did you? Yeah. What was your job in the in the group project? I let. I was usually leader. Yeah. Really, yeah. I was the one who would just do the whole thing for everybody. Really, because I just yeah, nobody's gonna do it as good as me. So I was just like, fuck yeah, it, you I, guys just stay home. If you're at home, I would like you to raise your hand if you're even fucking surprised at all by that. <laughs> Unless you're driving, you but, can still raise one hand while you're yeah, driving. I you can raise Unless one you're hand. like in like really yeah, bad like traffic. Thunder. No, I was always the the kind of leader. Not not I never just because you right. So the the flow is always this: teacher, blah, 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 group projects, groups of four. A group of four occurs. Forms. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, actually, it depends. If if we were getting, if we were assigned the group. Well, so you would say you're assigned the group, then you're just four people, well, you and three people sitting there. And it's always the first is nobody says anything. It's always just like this. Okay, here we are. We're in a group together. And usually somebody makes a comment about something like anodyne and someone will be like, yeah, the fish sticks in the cafeteria, whatever. And then somebody has to at some point go, okay, what are we going to do? Like somebody has to do that. And so I would always do that. I mean, I would wait. I wouldn't yeah. do, decide that I was going to do that, but I would always just see if anybody else was going to do that. And if nobody was, then I would. I feel like our school experiences are so different because I went to really small schools. You did, that's right. And yeah. so like there was never that like awkward like fish sticks in the cafeteria. It was always just like, okay, Kate's in charge. Like literally that's what would happen is I would get put in the group. And they're like, okay, so you're going to do like, be, like <laughs> yep. Like it was just known that if I was in your group, that's who was handling the shit. Wow. I'm proud of that. That's. 
were you proud of it at the time? Yeah, I was like, yeah, fucking, I got this. Let's go. Like, because I was like, I'm not here to fuck around. Like, we're, we're going to do the best job, and it is a competition, and we are going to win. <laughs> and we would pretty much all the time. Would you? Would you? Were you also the presenter? Yeah, one hundred. Me too. Yeah, I would insist. Like, I was like, that was my big thing. But also, I was a really good writer, and so that that was like, especially in college. Like, mm. college was different because I wouldn't know people. But then I would just be like, fuck it, I'll write the paper because it was fine. Yeah. And at some point, somebody looked and was like, you know, when you do that, you're not giving people the opportunity to like learn on their own. And I was like, I can hear that, but they are going to fuck up the MLA citations. So I'm just going to do <laughs> oh, it anyway. Oh, fucking MLA citations. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oof. No, I was totally that person. Big I was oof. like, I'll do I'll do the presentation. But like a lot of people wouldn't want to present. Oh, yeah. And that was the thing that was always like wild to me. Yeah, is, well, is, that's the thing. Is I people, never volunteered. So people yeah. were always like, I don't want it. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'll totally like, fucking I'll do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's fine. And then half the time, if it was like if I knew I was presenting, I didn't have to prep anything. Because I would just be like, yeah, I'm fine. I oh, got yeah. this. Like, cool. That was a, sort of a fun game I like to play. It was see how little the group could do and then see how much I could, like, improv the group project <laughs> at the end. Also, if you are young and in school don't and listening that. to this, don't take, don't be like us when you grow up. Uh, do your work, split it equitably, allow people the opportunity to learn, uh, and not every group project is a competition. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's, I. It's a competition. It's a competition. Come to win. Destroy your enemy. <laughs> See the vanquish before. Drink their blood. <laughs> do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I always, I always, I, I think. I learned material extremely well in school, yeah, um, yeah. but I, I completed homework and assignments god awfully, dreadfully. I mean, I was an awful student on paper, except for tests. Um, but so like, I, in a way, I kind of feel bad for saying that, like, I tried to do as little as possible and then bullshit the thing. But that's not true. Like, we would, in the group, we would talk about the thing that we were supposed to be doing the project on. Um, whether or not we did the project was immaterial to me. I didn't give a shit. Um, because I always figured that, like, my dad was a teacher, so, like, I know how he thinks when he's writing his classes and yeah. stuff. And the point of those projects is to get the large group of people to hopefully discuss the the subject at hand or whatever. Like, yeah. that's the function of the project. They don't care if you actually make... Well, I mean, they do because they have to have something to grade at the end of the day. That's that's their secret. <laughs> is that, That's their homework because they have to give you something such that they can grade it so that their boss doesn't yell at them. Um, but the point was to discuss the material. And so I would always prioritize discussing the materials so that I could go up at the end, assuming I was going to go up at the end. Um, so anyways, I don't want to say like, I didn't, I, I did as little as possible so I could bullshit the end. I, I, you know, I loved, I loved learning material. I just hated doing what people told me to do. Oh, see, I guess I just really like, like research. And so mm -hmm. like, I was like, if there was like a research paper to me down, I was like, I got this. Everybody go home. I'll just do it all. Cause I just like research. Like makes me really happy. Oh Yeah. I know. So that was like my approach. We got to go to some weird libraries, dude. Got to go to weird libraries. Weird library. But the thing is, is like, this is weird. I don't like going to libraries if I don't have like a specific project. Because mm. then I just get sad that I'm not going to have time to read every oh, book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I makes sense. I a lot of time thinking about how I won't get to read every book. Yeah, that's that true. makes me really upset. I read a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, have you ever heard of Kim Peek? He uh, he was the guy that Rain Man was based off of. No. Um. So Kim Peek... Uh, was lacking a corpus callosum, which is the um, body in your brain. It's in the very center of your brain, and it facilitates um, uh, communication between the hemispheres of your brain, oh, yeah. as well as filters out information. So, like, if I tell you, meet me at the park at six, you remember park at six. You won't necessarily. Your brain doesn't have doesn't worry about the 
at and whatever, you know, it's just yeah. the, what is crucial and what can I get rid of? Um, Kim Peek lacked that. Um, and so he could retain, he retained every single piece of information that was ever presented to him. Um, he could also read incredibly quickly. He could read um, a one page with his left eye and one page with his right eye. Um, so he would just sort of scroll down the page and turn. I don't remember what like the actual reading rate was, but I mean, it was staggering. Like he could read easily like, you know, war and peace in, I don't know, 10 minutes, maybe less. Um, and he would remember, I'm not exaggerating. It's crazy <laughs> watching videos of him read. Um, and he would retain 100% of it. I mean, down to like, you know, what was, I, I don't know, but just crazy yeah. thing, facts and whatever. Um, anyways, my point is, is that he read a lot of books. That was his favorite thing to do was, was just go to the library and just sit and put books down and just move them from left to right and just, <laughs> just like, all right, I have read a lifetime's worth of books in an afternoon. Um, anyways, and what's also is, was because of his retention, um, he could like go around like universities and people would quiz him on like the most obscure possible things. But if he ever even glanced at that piece of information anywhere, he would remember it verbatim. Man, um, I want that cool. superpower. Why did mine have to be ADHD? I wouldn't want that superpower. Dude, That's... I love that shit. Are you kidding? I don't know. Learn every language, just master so many different things. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I don't know. Well, but you would also have to remember like every day of your life and everything that happened in it. Like think of how much heavier trauma would be. Yeah. Because like the thing that happened that it was traumatic is exactly as it happened in your brain. I mean, I do that, I think. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. The, <laughs> no, you nobody. No, you do not. I mean, not. not. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess mean, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, like the, 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 the yeah. Yeah. Down I, to the smallest detail. You yeah. Know. All right. That's fair. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like. No, that's all right. You, but never mind. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're good. I know what you mean, though. What the fuck were you supposed to be talking about? I'm talking about finishing projects, but I suppose this like we should probably be starting about, even even about finished, starting We're not even going to finish this podcast at this rate. <laughs> well, I want to talk about libraries now because you brought it up. I had a point about libraries. What's your, okay, talk to me uh, about libraries. Libraries make me really sad and yeah? angry um, because I have a really hard time reading. And yeah. libraries to me, like when you talk about, like when you when you express your love for libraries, um, it is so clear to me that your experience with libraries is very different than <laughs> mine. Um, Cause what I, what I would love to be able to do in, in a library is uh, read what I want to read. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, but that's, you know, uh, by the time I get to the table with whatever the books that I was looking for was one, I'm already freaking out a little bit because I'm scared of books. Um, and uh, it takes me, it can, I mean, it, my reading isn't like, it's not always terrible. It's situationally terrible. Like if I am not in the right, whatever, if I'm, if I have a lot of inertia thinking about something else, you know, yeah, like a project or whatever, or, or the car going by real professional, Eric, with the phone and the podcast, um, <laughs> then, uh, then it can take me a long time. I don't want to say a number, but a long time to like read a paragraph. Um, cause that thing that everybody does, but where, but like, when you're scanning a line and you realized you haven't actually been reading, you've just been oh, yeah. scanning. Um, that happens to me several times a line. Um, and also a lot of times I'll forget the beginning of a sentence by the time that I've read the end of the sentence. Um, I don't know why, but anyways, so yeah, libraries for me are, I mean, they're awesome. Don't get me wrong. I still, I mean, I still like it. So don't get me wrong. Like it's still cool to me. Um, 
but I just wish, like, God, if I could read as fast as you, like, Jesus Christ. Do you, this I is, couldn't imagine I'd be doing anything else ever. This is not me pandering or condescending. I just genuinely want to know. Have you ever tried just reading out loud? Yes. Helps immensely. Does it help? I did it a lot in high school, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I would read a lot, a lot. Um, which was kind of funny. I had a sort of an ADHD spin out of that because I had a phase where I was like, I'm going to learn to speed read, um, which I think every ADHD person, I think it's so important in their life. Um, I was like, I'm going to learn to speed read. And you learn about subvocalization, which is when you read and you hear the voice in your head. Um, mm -hmm. That's called subvocalization. You can actually detect when it's happening um, because uh, our larynx twitches very slightly. Um, but our brain kind of thinks that we're saying it, even though we're not. Um, and that's the main thing that speed readers have to stop doing because then you can only read as fast as you can like talk and they read m -m much faster than that. Um, so I got it in my head that like sub vocalization was a bad thing. Oh, sure. And therefore reading out loud would be like an even worse thing. Um, which is stupid, but anyways, yeah, no, I read a lot, a lot. Um, and, uh, it's really just hearing he, I, I process auditory information really well. So like lectures I do really well with, but yeah. reading the lecture would not have the same effect. That's fair. Libraries are interesting to me because they also were one of the ways that I really started realizing that like, oh no, I actually have a special interest, like a, like a, like a quantifiable special interest. Cause it's like, I'll walk into a library. Like what is a library? Library is like infinite choice, infinite choice, you know? Um, and every time I go to a library, I instantly just go, okay, where's your, where's your Shakespeare? Where's your Renaissance history? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't even, I don't even fucking bother. I don't even fucking bother. And like, that's so like, it's weird to describe, but it was like one of the, the first times that I really started feeling like valid in like having preferences, you know, because huh. I feel like I spend a lot of time judging myself for like being like you know, oh, that's not the right preference or you should be spending your time somewhere else or whatever. But like a library is this like fascinating safe place where it's just like you can just go water the stacks and like, you know, whatever. And but I would just always find myself there. I would just like, you know, even if I went to the library for like, oh, I need a, I don't know, a math book or whatever. Like I would always wind up being in that section. And that was like one of the first times that I was like, oh, this is actually something that I care about. Like this is actually something that I'm interested in. And I'm passionate about, and I think that's like okay. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I love libraries because it's like you can go and you can have the like you know infinite choice, or you can just be like fuck it, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see what they got. And then yeah. also there's like fancy libraries like the Library of Congress. All that's the fancy ones with all Do you the know, cool stuff. Fun fact: here's a here for all of the people who give a shit about this, which is probably me. Um, did you know this is a fun fact? So the Library of Congress has a rare book section and you have to go and you have to like fill out a little sleep of, slip of paper and you just request the book that you want. But here's the thing. This is the thing that nobody fucking talks about. And this is a real fucking thing. The Library of Congress has a first folio. And so you can just go to oh. the Library of Congress. You have to get like you have to get special access to the to the collection. But like. Like, you can just go and be like, hello, yes, I would like the first folio. And they have to be like, okay. And you can just take it out of the library. What I mean, you, you can't, like, take it home with you. What but do you they'll do? They let you handle it? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like mm. a little cheat sheet. It's because they have a first folio. And so you can just go and you can you can request it. 
you have to you do have to be like a student or like a scholar or whatever so you have to have like pre-approval to be like in the section but like once you if you're like a grad student or whatever like i yeah wow yeah that's really cool yeah Oh, I just thought of another... It's such... It's, sorry, you go. No, it's, I, I feel bad that this isn't a, a response to your point, but that's fucking cool. Um, I just thought of an, another library thing that I'm wondering if any of the listeners like vibe with. But um, another thing that frustrates me about libraries is like... How do I... I just can't... I, mm, books are... Most books are meant to be read from the front to the back and ev- all the middle requires the previous stuff to contextualize it. Uh-huh. Um, not all books, but a lot of them. And so when I think about going to the library, I think about like, cool, I could open this book to the section that I want to know about, but they're going to reference a bunch of shit that they've referred to, you know, and the last hundred pages in between a bunch of bullshit, you know, and it would take me to read a hundred pages of a book takes me, uh, I mean, on a good day, an hour, maybe more. I mean, it's been a long time since I've read a hundred pages of a book straight through. Um, But like, you know. Anyways, so I, th- I think that's what, another thing that really frustrates me. It's sort of like a movie, but you have to watch the entire movie to get to the one part that you actually came there for. Um, so anyways, that's I think that's also why I want our book to be, you can open it and start from there. You can yeah. read it for 30 seconds or 20 minutes, and it will still do something for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I do like libraries. I don't want to say that I don't like libraries. I also think that's why I liked, I used to work in the um, archives of Michigan, um, which is just it's the archives so like all of the public records from since the start of the state of michigan were stored in these stacks um which were these massive temperature control football sized rooms temperature controlled you know 30 foot high ceilings um because they contained every court transcript every single you know uh, naturalization record like everything um and I was the retriever because I was like, I was 18. I was like the young guy. So they would like, oh, yeah? they would write, oh, as I remember, I was the golden. I was so good. I was, <laughs> I was the golden retriever. There it is. <laughs> I was, I was, I was happy I was there, but they would like write a slip of paper and I would like go with the card. I was top men, baby. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that's what was really cool about that is most of the things in there were um, something that I could like pick up and read pretty quickly um, or at least engage with in a very in a meaningful way without a bunch of like lead up so i could pull out just a random thing and it would be the handwritten court stenographer's notes from you know a guy who accused another guy of stealing his cow <laughs> in you know 1830 or whatever you know um but that was really because that was like a library but it was like tidbits you know a little, yeah. out, a little out of context tidbits yeah. and then well, they had the seat the third floor room which was the really cool stuff which is like but also like personal connection because that's one of the reasons yeah. why i really like like archival work and stuff is because mm-hmm. like at some point you start oh god this is gonna sound so fucking nerdy um but like at some point you start getting to like primary sources and a lot of primary sources are like first-hand accounts you know so it's like you can go look at like i don't know fucking uh you know john d's diary or whatever and you're just like oh shit this guy this is a real person who like really lived and like was really worried about like the recipe for bread or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm like, I love that kind I don't of stuff. Know where yeah. I was going with that, but or well, like like Henslow's diary is like one of my favorite things yeah. in the whole world, and it was because some fucking nerd was like, "No, I need to track my expenses, but also <laughs> save my important recipes." Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, also here's a costume list. Like, sir, get a separate notebook. What are you doing? But because he didn't, he was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna throw all this shit into like this one thing." It's like it's the only reason we have that information. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's really fucking cool. Like, there's just just such like a 
like just like the profundity of the connection is just like I just oh man there's there's a um there's a I don't even know what to call it but an artifact um is one of my favorite things that I would love to see in person someday uh but it's one of the oldest well I don't know how to say this it's it's a a, a school student a, a, a school children school child yeah. well, that sounds weird but a, a student a student a young student like a kid student Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, it's his notes from class, but it has doodles on it. Mm-hmm. And it's from, I, I, it's from Babel. It's from Meso- the Mesopotamian era, like thousands nice. and thousands and thousands and thousands mm. of years ago. Um, and it's written in like, you know. Cuneiform? Well, yeah, cuneiform, but I don't know the actual language. Um, it's on a piece of tree bark. But yeah, it has doodles scratched into it. It's like him on a horse and he's like riding along and there are like people down. He's got like a little trident and then there's another one where like, it's him like running with his friend. Um, and we know his name. He wrote it because he it was a school. It was homework. So yeah. his name was on it. Oh, my God. That's um, I can't remember his fucking name. I feel so bad. Look it up. I'm, I, it's one of those things. I got to look it up. Um, but it's so cool. I love that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, people were fucking people. There's a, an account on TikTok, Mini Minutemen, uh, who's an anthropologist guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he emphasizes the point that like, really early people like early early like 50,000 years ago people um they were people just like us they were regular people they just didn't have you know writing on all the, these things that were, would last 50,000 years for us to find but they had complicated relationships and complicated social ecosystems and um imagining like what a day in that life apparently like. there's a bunch of them are there really yeah there's uh was it Onfim? Yes, Onfim, yeah. Well, yeah. he was uh he lived in present-day Russia. Ah. But um okay. but apparently there's like a bunch. There's like a bunch of like just they're they're called artifact assignments and they're like there's apparently like just like a whole bunch of them. And that's fucking charming. And also look at his little drawings. Oh, he's just like hanging out. Oh. Oh my gosh, Aww. I was so totally wrong. You were very wrong. I was wrong about a lot of stuff. Holy right. shit. You were right about the trident, though. Visual information, baby. Uh, and apparently yeah, sorry, he wrote... Sorry, it was 13th century. Excuse me. He Jesus. wrote, I am a wild beast next to it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole bunch. Oh, good old Omphim. Oh my god, I feel I was, I was so wrong about a bunch of shit. That was... Why did I think... As a way. Gosh, sorry, dear listener. I hope I didn't lose any credibility. But on that lovely note, it is still, we have to we have to wrap up this episode. How dare you not remember? Well, I mean, specific. I try artifacts. to be honest when I don't remember a thing, but once you forget enough of it, you can't really bring it up anymore. Like, yeah, some kid from a long time ago. You know, I thought it, I swear to God, I thought it was. Uh, there is one from Mesopotamia. There is one. Huh. I know which one you were talking about. I think because there's a bunch of them. Yeah. People in right yeah. for a while. Yeah. There's there's also one where like they're like arguing over like uh like the quality of like metal that got traded uh, and they're like thrown around insults and stuff. That uh, one's really funny. Uh, uh, That's a really good one. Also, like there's a lot of apparently uh, graffiti just on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like we don't notice it because we're not to us. It just looks like, you know, hieroglyphs. But yeah. A lot of it was not supposed to be there, apparently. <laughs> it was like someone just came by with another stick. It was like, also, I was here, and this is a dick. I just got a book about um the inscriptions in, like, on, like, the, like, the graves that were, like, 
and it's how and it's a book about how you can like trace the the spread of christianity through like inscriptions on like graves and like the different like catacombs oh cool and some of them are like they're like upsetting they're like just it's just they're so real and they're like so human and like it's a very like it's a fascinating book um but it's also very sad because you're just like holy shit because it's just like all of these people's like epitaphs you know but it's just like it's yeah i don't know i don't know where i thought of that but same thing no history is cool ruth yeah. goodman dude ruth goodman Fucking ruth goodman we gotta, gotta have, have ruth, ruth goodman. goodman back on the phone. yeah we do um anyways everybody thank you so much for being here for listening to us what the fuck talk this was. about whatever we talked about <laughs> was, we were supposed to talk about finishing projects and we never even started we which never is even this, started feels ironic well, you know when you keep bringing up interesting stuff i mean i don't you know i'm not i'm not like no, blaming okay. you i'm delighted when you bring up interesting i really stuff, wanted but. to talk about how i wanted to build built-ins in my living room but i guess oh, we yeah. talked about libraries and on fem instead yeah well next week good on fem is out there rooting for us right now yeah he's still alive actually he's, yeah and he's here tonight <laughs> on fem come on <laughs> in <laughs> So, I know that these are called light bulbs. <laughs> okay, so first off, a podcast is like a radio show. And a radio, a radio show. show is like a record, kind of, and a record. Well, okay. So you know how lutes exist? <laughs> Let's just start there. Oh, they didn't have lutes? Uh, they, had, they had lutes in the 12th century. No, 13th century. Did they? Yeah, for sure. Oh. I don't know if they were called. Did they? Well, I, I, they I'm, I'm definitely my had lutes in the 1200s. Okay, definitely. I believe you. I, I could be totally wrong, but that feels right. I don't know if they were called lute, like because like the because the lute was a precursor to the modern guitar, and there I'm were a Google. fuck ton of different weird variations and stuff. When were lutes invented? The discovery of an apparent lute on an Acadian seal, now in the British Museum may have pushed the known existence of the plucked lute back to circa 3100 BC. The lute's existence in art was more... 31 BC. Fuck. Get fucked. I told you. Okay. okay. That's an old-ass instrument, dog. I think I'm being... <laughs> I think I'm assuming that we were more conservative with the definition of lute. Because, like, a lute is a very specific thing to me. Like, I've held lutes. I've played lutes, but, like... I've smashed a lute on what? a couple of guys' heads, yeah. Why? <laughs> There's a scene in Taming of the Shrew where Kate uh uh breaks a lute over her instructor's head and he like very famously like comes out with the lute like around his neck. Like he's wearing it like a like a hat, you know. Where did you get the lutes? They they you build them pre-smashed for the scene. You yeah, you build like a something that looks like a lute that smashes I mean, easily. Usually they're just like a shitty old lute that they're like, oh, oh. sometimes it's a guitar too. I've done a couple with guitars. <sighs> That's, I didn't. I didn't smash it. Lutes. Do you know how few people in the world know how to make lutes right now? <laughs> like sure. This, this my friend Matthew plays the lute. That's cool. Yeah. I've. I. I kind of want to start playing the lute because you playing classical guitar. The common technique is you would have fingernails. Yeah. But they take. That's a whole thing maintaining them. But lutes. The common practice is to not play them with fingernails. Oh, I so. thought you were going to say that you could just grow all your fingernails and then I could have back scratches. It this is, is really me. satisfying getting back scratches with guitarist nails. I right? do. That's one of my things I miss the most about playing classical guitar was how satisfying I could scratch my own head and the heads of others. I was going to say, I was like, I thought you were going to say like people would scratch your back. And I was like, do you guys have like back scratch chains going on in high school? <laughs> and then I got like, and then I was like, just such like a, a fucking theater kid moment. Oh, yeah. It's like the massage chains on the, on the couch. Yeah. The sketchy couch that like. <laughs> You know, Chris brought from his mom's basement. Yeah, then all the theater tech kids would fucking fuck on. 
Nobody ever fucked on our couches back then. Because I went to, but I think it's because I went to Catholic school. That's fair. I remember one time there was like somebody like kissed on the couch and it was like big drama. Whoa. Oh my God. They like smooched backstage. It was a showmance. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much what for being fuck? here. Um, I do appreciate it. Um, I've been Hey Good. I will continue to be Katie Source. Awesome. Um, and this has been Infinite Quest. Um, stay around, stick around for a Patreon song. So if you've signed up for the Patreon recently, uh, stay tuned. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash infinite quest. It really helps us out, helps us pay the bills, helps keep my apartment my apartment. Um, uh, that would really be great. And if you don't have the money, that's totally okay. I understand. Um, just consider sharing the podcast somewhere. Tweet about it. Make a make an Instagram. Um, rate us on whatever you're listening to this on. That really helps us out with, you know, I don't know, the numbers and stuff, advertisers and wise and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, if you like it, engage, please. Engage. Engage. <laughs> the farts. <laughs> was that supposed to be Patrick Stewart? I, no, I just what did that, that voice. What was that supposed to be? I don't know. I just did that voice and I really wanted to say farts in it. Okay. Farts. Honestly, I feel like farts. we shouldn't be allowed to ask people to sign up for our Patreon after this episode. <laughs> That's patreon.com. Farts. Slash infinite quest. That's patreon.com slash infinite quest. Also, thoughts. <laughs> um, damn it. From all of us here at Infinite Quest, remember to eat a snack. Remember to take your meds. Remember to drink some goddamn water. Remember to be kind to yourself. Remind me of that. spayed and neutered. And remember that we love you. Thoughts. That one was not a fart. <laughs> it was poop. <laughs> the, the, the voice pooped himself. <laughs> Why are you like this? Eric, are you ready? Oh my gosh. Look at me already. I am. Hey, everybody. If you're new to Infinite Quest, welcome. Also, if you're not new to Infinite Quest, thanks for being here. Uh, but guess what? We're bringing it back. We're doing it. It's, it's that time once more. For the Patreon song. For the Patreon song. I did song. a Patreon song uh, on the 24th. You Luke, did. Well, Blumkin did. Yeah. Did you hear it? I did. It was pretty good, I right? I listened to it. It's pretty yeah. good. One. Bailey, get out of the pencils. No pencils for Bailey. No pencils for Bailey. However, if uh, maybe some pencils for... <laughs> If you want pencils, you can chew on them or write with them. I did a lot of both in high school. So, pencils for Kay and Grace and Stephanie and Jason. But, Eric, here's one more person that we have to talk about. Who's that? My best friend, Ryan Jones. Oh, Ryan Jones. It says right there in black and white that it's my best friend, Ryan Jones. <laughs> Oh, we did exactly the same. <laughs> hey, Grace, Stephanie, Jason, Ben, Ryan. Ryan Jones, my best friend. But that isn't where this Patreon song ends. No, we also have Kate. K Kate. It's K numeral eight. Eight Saren. And Kathleen. And Kathleen. You really don't know what 
love your support and your dollars. And your we dollars. appreciate you. And also Lena and Sharice and Laura. Not Laura Croft, a different Laura. So thank you to all our Patreons. This is our monthly Patreon song. So to Kate and Grace and Stephanie and Jason and my best friend Ryan Jones and Kate, Kathleen and Lena and also Sharice and Laura and last but called a that was called a three-four suspension at the end there impressive you know so i accidentally was cleaning my office and i threw a uh a top hat and it landed on my ukulele and i think that it was out of tune that whole time i think it was it definitely was but it's cool to know that a top hat did that yeah it was a top hat hat i like threw it like a frisbee and it hit the thing and i thought oh it was probably fine and then i forgot to tune it before we started and then i panicked and i just rolled rolled with it it's like seeing like a like a stegosaurus footprint yeah looking at it like whoa a stegosaurus did that and this is it's this this song is now that top hat's legacy. It was literally it was is a top hat. I threw just threw a top hat across my office, which is a real thing that I get to say as an adult yeah. who pays taxes. Well, hey, this is a very odd job. It is. Huh? Huh? James Bond odd job was the villain who used to throw the top hat. He wore a bowler hat. Oh, it was a bowler hat. That's right. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, didn't he also have the metal teeth, or was that someone else? That, I'm, I think that was him. Also, maybe this job makes you an artful dodger. That's the only person I could think of that wears a top hat in media. Oh. Does one of the kids from Peter Pan wear a top hat? Uh, Michael? He may have. Isn't that like a thing? One of them has a top hat the whole time? Michael Peanut? Because <laughs> I know Michael's dad, Mr. Peanut, definitely does <laughs> wear a top hat. That got me. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> that got me, and then I got it. And I was like, that was good. That was good. Uh, but seriously, Kay, Grace, Stephanie, Jason, Ryan Jones, Kate, Kathleen, Lena, Sharice, and Laura. Thank, thank you, you so much for becoming patrons. Um, thank you in particular to uh, uh, Ryan, who was a VIP patron. And Grace. And Grace, Grace is a fancy Nancy VIP pra- patron. Thank you so much. We got to start paying like more attention, like in the songs, you know, like, you know, yeah, they, Grace, she, yeah, get, get their own verse. You get their own verse. You get their my own best little, friend Ryan Jones. something, you know, anyways, I, I don't know. I feel like my best friend, Ryan Jones, that's, that's right up there with Sarah Huff. That, that sounds so that's, much like a late 2000s, you know, it like, sounds like a John Green band novel. Oh, you think? Oh yeah. My best friend, yeah, Ryan Jones. My Ryan Jones. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was thinking, like, remember that era? It was like during when, like, I write sins, not tragedies. And yeah, where it was there was just like paragraphs for exactly. every song name. Every song and album, it was yeah. just like a fucking. Whole I feel novel. like I feel like my best friend Ryan Jones. Like that sounds like a like a like a just whimsical like you know like my best friend Ryan Jones. Like it's got there's something yeah. to it. <laughs> my best friend Ryan Jones. My best friend Ryan Jones. My best friend Ryan Jones. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's got that timbre to it. Yeah, I kind of want to hear um Green Day. You know, I can hear Billy Joe 
Wait, I'm I can, I can like... hear it already. My best friend, Ryan Jones. My best friend, Ryan Jones. My best friend, Ryan. Do you have the time? That's great, Darian. For my best friend, Ryan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, Ryan Jones and everybody else. Uh, thank you again so much. If you are interested in getting uh, perhaps an entire segment of the podcast dedicated to whether or not your name will fit in a Green Day song, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash infinite quest um, and become a patron and help support the work that we do. Help Eric pay his rent. And help Eric pay his rent. I don't have to get another job. Yeah. I mean, that's sorry. <laughs> just that's, the, okay. that's the realness of if, if, we, if we run out of if we don't have enough patrons, then I guess and we can't do this anymore. Well, gotta we go got to cut kitchen. back. Yeah, we got to cut back. Um. Anyways, I like sorry, said, just like I got to go back to the kitchen. I got to go back. To the, I mean, no, not that it would be terrible. <laughs> it would just give me less time to do this, you know. Yeah. And other random shit that we do. Yeah. Um, Anyways, everybody, uh, thank you so much for being here. Kate is going to go off to the chat Bye. conference now. I'm leaving. Um, and we'll be back with new episodes on Tuesday. Yes, we will. Because I'll be home by then. Because we will we'll be, be home, home by, by Sunday. It's going to be, be such a, a shorty. A it's guy. a shorty guy. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.